Welcome to the Real Talk with Real Business Pro podcast, the podcast that empowers you to win at work, at home, and in life. Your hosts are the formidable duo of Todd Holland, an award-winning marketer, best-selling author, and serial entrepreneur, and yours truly, Jonathan Laudermilk, another best-selling author, globally recognized, successful business owner, and business coach. Together, we're going to bring you invaluable insights, inspiration, and real-world strategies from the world's leading business minds. Get ready to start winning in every area of your life. Let's start the show. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Real Business Pros. It's your boy, Jonathan Laudermilk, your host with the most. And as always, I've got my co-pilot, my brother from another mother, Todd the Duckman Holland, for another jam-packed episode. Um, now, before we get started, though, if this is your first time checking us out, I just want you to kick back relax, maybe get something nice to eat, something nice to drink. Shoot, you could even get a notepad, take some notes when we're dropping some gold nuggets on this episode. However, if this is your second time, your third time, your fourth time, you know what I'm about to ask you. I need you to like and subscribe and do all the things to help the channel. You know, every single subscription that we get, every time you screenshot this and share this with a fellow business pro out there, it really does have a huge impact on helping the channel. And once again, we do this every single week where we show up and give y'all the, the best that we have because um, we're on a mission to help other business professionals create more freedom within their business. So they're freed up to create a legacy for their life. So if you could do that for us, we'd greatly appreciate it. So with that being said, let's go ahead and kick the show off today. Todd. How are you today, sir? Oh, man, it is a beautiful day in New York City. Uh, that's what I've, I've heard. I've never been there, <laughs> uh, but I'm told it's nice. Uh, dude, it's beautiful today, man. We're more than halfway through with probably one of the best weeks that we have had at Smart Shark. Oh, I am yeah. so excited for this week, bro. Yeah, man, we've, we've had a lot of stuff that we've been working on for uh, quite honestly, like the last several months, that's really come into fruition, man. So yeah, it's it's been a great week for sure. Yeah, man. I, I usually like to kick these off with a story um, that's like that ties into our theme, right? Yeah. That, that's the best way to do. So I'll, I'll do that right now, um, and then I'll pass it back over to you, Jonathan. I told this story in our mastermind class. Every Wednesday we have a mastermind that you know the team and I and all of our our clients, smart marketing community. We hop on, we share challenges, we share wins. It's it's such an impactful thing for all of us. It's my favorite part of the week. Um, so went around the room, landed on me, and I was like, you know, tell tell a tell a story, right, about a win. And we were all talking about like the stuff that when you're moving at a high speed, when you're doing high velocity, when you're doing big things, little rocks in the road can throw you off. You know what I mean? You're driving a, a Maserati at 200 miles an hour. That little pebble that your truck would just roll over. It fly off the road. So the story I was telling is I, I was I was doing mushrooms with my wife's boyfriend the other day, and we were talking to trees. And so these these trees were telling us that, hey, you know, um, if you're not uh, and, and the funny thing is, I'm going to stop that right there, because that was how I started the story in the group chat was I, I took mushrooms, I talked to a tree, and the only people who recognized that as like a ridiculous thing to say were you. <laughs> 
Joseph and one of our clients, JB. And I, I had to share this part of the story there because I wanted everyone to call to pause when I said that and say, what the hell did he just say? Everyone else on that call was like listening intently, like, oh, damn, that makes sense. That tree knows some shit, man. I'm so glad. And, and, and so I just wanted to share that with y'all there before I pass it back over to Jonathan, getting up, get real serious what we're going to talk about now. Jonathan, back to you, sir. Oh my God, man. Dude, it's like, I've spent so much time with you now. Like, I just understand you. So, like, when you say stuff like that, like, I know where it's coming from. But, like, for people that are getting to know you for the first time, dude, like, there's a little bit of a learning curve of learning the tide as, you, as they work with you. Well, that's just that's just benefits of catching more episodes of this shit, right? The first episode you catch is going to be like, well, that guy needs to be in a psych home. You watch four or five. Yeah. You subscribe to this thing. Five episodes down the road, you're like, oh, man, that, that, that psych patient yeah. actually makes some sense. Gosh darn it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. So so what we want. So what we want to really get uh, get into this episode with is. You know, we're coming up with, and it's like halfway through July now. So it's basically like six and a half months of, you know, 2023. And, you know, me and Todd linked up in, I believe it was November of last year is like when we first started, you know, officially came on board and starting to map out like this whole thing we want to build with uh, smart marketing. And, and obviously where we've taken Smart Shark over the, the, the course of the you know last six, seven months that we've been going through this. And man, it has been such a crazy ride as we've been going through this. So, you know, Todd, you say it's all the time. You know, first you build, then you grow, then you scale, right? Yeah. So really the phase and the season that we're in right now is the scaling season, right? Now, once again, there's, we're always growing and we're always building new stuff. But really right now it's been focusing on, you know, scaling, which means uh, we're bringing on new team members. We're bringing on better and more efficient processes. And, you know, if you're a business owner that's ever been in that season of scaling, you, you understand that there's uh, new levels or uh, new devils at new levels as you go through this. So the challenges you go through when you're scaling is completely different than what you're going through when you're just focusing on growing and getting revenue. So it really made me think about you know, some of the challenges that we've gone through over the past six months. And, you know, we're going to share some of that today on the episode, but I want to share with y'all too, like the things that we're doing that are allowing us to overcome a lot of these challenges very quickly and giving us a very repeatable format though, which is why we've been able to grow so fast this past year and what we're doing. And, and, and with that being said, you know, one of the biggest challenges with what we do, because, you know, we're strictly online, like we don't have an office where we can go hang out at the water cooler and like physically see people and like, hey, let me come by your office and knock on your door and talk to you like everything is 100% remote. And we have team members all across the globe, part of our company, you know, we've gone from the Philippines, to California, to Tennessee, to here to North Carolina, to, to all over the place, right? So the challenge comes in, how do you lead people when you're not there, right? And especially creating accountability when you're there. So there's really two approaches, right? If you're running an online business with that. Um, one of the approaches is to have a screen monitoring software that will micromanage them and check their screen time and what they looked at and all these different things. And I decided very early on that that was just not an option. Um, for me, yeah, could you build a company and, and have it work effectively that way? Absolutely. Like there's other people doing it. Um, but for me, if I have to do that 
to inspire people to want to be a part of something and build something great, then I'm then that tells me we've got the wrong people or I'm the or I'm not leading them properly. So that was that's never been an option. So the second option is is well, how do you bring people on and give them a work environment that creates autonomy, mastery, and purpose, but has KPIs and things that we can measure to make sure that at the end of the day, we're achieving the results and the goals that we have, that we're going through this. So one of the things that, you know, me and Todd came up with, and it's so funny, man, like, like, it's always, it's like, it's like our baby, you know what I mean? Cause it's like half of like what I've done and it's half of what you've done. And then we put it together and make this weird Frankenstein process and just work out the kinks as we're going, <laughs> as we're flying the plane to say, right? So what we came up with, and I'll let you talk to your end, is one of the things I found to be very effective. And I got this from a, another guy inside of a, a mastermind I'm a part of. His name is Brandon Brittenham. And I'll never forget this. He shared this about how when he took his company online during the scandemic, right? Because that's when everyone was forced to do that stuff. You know, he was running into those issues of like, how am I holding these people accountable? Um, he started doing something called the big three. And basically how it worked was, you know, every single team member would get on Zoom. And this is part of every day they would meet. Um, and if they weren't able to make it to the meeting or whatever, they had like a team chat. And basically how it works is, is what you're going to do is you're going to commit to three non-negotiables you're going to do that day, Right. And as you commit to doing these, at the end of the day, well, you're going to check in and go, well, did you do them? And if not, why not? So that when you come into that next call the next day, that next chat, um, you have to speak to why you did not do those things that you said you were going to do the other day. And he only picked three things with this. And he said what he found was eventually you got enough legs underneath of it to where it wasn't so much him having to like pull teeth to get people to do it. But the rest of the team started holding the team accountable because you really start to see that separation from the cream from the crop as you're going through that. Because it's very evident who's doing the work and who's not when you have it laid out that way. So with that idea in mind, you know, what I came to the table with with this idea was like, hey, what if we do a big five? You know, the five things that are non-negotiable that you do every single day. And once again, the team members get to pick what those five things are, because once again, what Todd is focusing on is, is different than me. And what I'm focusing on is different than Todd and what Joseph is working on or Glazer or Michael or any of our other team members that we have, everyone has like slightly different things they're focused on. So giving them the ability to pick those five things versus like, hey, here's the five that I want you to do, which, you know, sometimes there are times where I'm like, hey, I need this done. And that becomes part of the five. But letting them be able to pick that five has been such a huge night and day difference in what we've seen as we've gone through this. And, and once again, I'm going to share with you like how long this took to get this really smooth because it was not smooth when we first did this. You know, it's like nope. you ever watched that movie, The Founder? when he's uh, training the McDonald's employees in, in the, um, the parking lot and he's drawing all the different, like here's the fryer and here's the burger station. And then half of them are going the wrong way. And he's got his big stick and he's like, no, you go here and you do this. It's a complete shit show when they first start off, but they drill and they drill and they drill and they drill until it's just this finely tuned orchestra by the end of it you know that's really been our experience with it but i think the other part todd that i'd like you to talk about is you know you introduced to me the concept of a stand-up meeting yeah so, yeah so that's the other half of this 
those stand-ups are critical bro so um every day at the same time every day and it's early so so we can meet talk about what needs to get done early on not like at noon half our team's time or whatever we meet first thing in the morning and we talk through um the big five we also talk through this concept of the big rocks which is a little different from the big five they have to do with each other they're hand in hand but it has to do with the way that we do this as a company here at smart shark a little bit tactical but i think this is going to be helpful for anybody trying to manage a team remotely or otherwise so every friday Jonathan and I will meet for about an hour, sometimes an hour and a half if we had a big week, and we'll break down what we need for each client from each team member and for ourselves, different programs we offer here at the company uh, for the next week, right? And and we go comprehensive with it. We don't just say like, oh, give me updates on, uh, you know, John Smith's company. It's no, what funnels do we need? What ads do we commit to? What social media graphics? All of that deep, right? Mm-hmm. And then we send a message. We use chat um, Slack for team chat internally. You can probably use anything with this. Like we came from using Facebook Messenger. I forced everybody on Slack. They still haven't <laughs> given me for it. They're not happy. Um, <laughs> oh my! Oh yes, yes, father. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. What he thought was, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Um, but so. <laughs> what we we send that message out to the team like and we have a channel for this with the entire team it's all hands on this channel this is what we have to do and we tag each person and we set a date for each person um what we then expect people to do over the weekend and before the call on monday is to get into the project management tool that we have which is asana and manually themselves add their tasks in set the due dates according to what it says inside of Slack, and then set any notes for subtasks that need to get done. The reason we do it that way is because we want them to commit to what they're going to do for themselves, not just us setting a task in a song and be like, hey, do this. Thanks. Bye. And then when yeah. it's not done, we get mad. So, right? so, so let me piggyback off that. So, so with the big rocks, once again, you figure out what your big rocks are listening to this. And once again, that could be sales, be marketing, be operation, be service, whatever it is. And when me and Todd meet, the reason we do it on Friday is, you know, they have that weekend to look at that stuff needs to be made up. Like our culture is if you didn't get it done during the week, I firmly expect you to work on the weekend. Now, however, done. Yeah. if you get everything done during the week, God bless you. Enjoy your weekend. I'll see you on Monday. Right. Now, part of that Friday, the reason we do it then is we're recapping what we laid out from last week. So once again, I lay out the next week on Friday, Monday, we do one-on-ones. We have the standoffs. They're picking their big five to chip away at the deadlines that we set as a leadership team. And then at the end of that week on that next Friday, we're recapping what got done, what didn't. You know, once again, on Monday, we're able to coach people, you know, what we need to do to find better processes or, you know, methodologies or mindset shifts, whatever we need to do. But they truly get to pick how they go about tackling it. And it's been such an awesome experience, like getting to where we're at now with it, you know, watching people go in there and actually take a lot of pride and going, hey, man, I did my big five today. And just seeing mm-hmm. those back to back with it, because when we first launched this, in all transparency, nobody was fucking hitting their fives. 
Nobody it was, was a big two. I think I got a big three once or twice. Got a big four, and I made everyone clap for me. Like it was a whole, it was a shit show. Yeah, and and once again, so I sh- we I share this because I I've done you know dozens of companies have rolled out like these cultural and behavioral things, and you know the first thirty days is always going to be a shit show, just because you're introducing a new way of thinking, a new behavior, and you just got to understand like there's going to be some some training that goes through that. And typically what happens is, is performance overall actually typically dips. And this is where most leaders get frustrated and go, well, let's just go back to what we were doing before, because at least that we were comfortable with. And at least that was better than this. You know, when we hit that point, I've gone through this so many times, like I knew what was going to happen. I knew where we're at. So we just had that conversation. I call them impactful conversations, Right where we basically made a commitment and an expectation of we don't do less than five guys. We just don't like, think about it. Five things in the whole day and you picked them. I didn't pick them. You picked them. (laughs) And when you look at it that way, it's like, well, shit, he's right. I'm like, I know I'm right. It's not about me being right though. You know what I mean? So when you actually start getting your team to understand, like, dude, you have control. Like, this is up to you. Like, you're telling me, here's what you're doing these five days. You're calling the shot. Just that one conversation, which was very uncomfortable, by the way, for everyone involved. Uncomfortable for me, uncomfortable for everyone else. But what I wanted to get across was this comes from a place of love. Like, we cannot win. We cannot succeed if we cannot simply do these five things that we're willing to commit to every single day. And our first core value is integrity. We do what we say we're going to do when we say we're going to do it. So with that being said, all of these, the, these behaviors are tied to our core values, which once again, we've talked about that several times in this episode, and we'll probably talk about it again in future episodes. But when you can tie your core values to having a very clear structure with accountability that creates that you know, desire to to want to improve and to want to be better, um, you will be absolutely amazed what people are capable of. So the first 30 days was a little bit rough. And, you know, and as we've worked through that, you know, we are now crushing through what took us a month to do last time. We have now done in two weeks as yeah. a team. So mm-hmm. 50% productivity increase, morale has gone up. And once again, when you start doing what you say you're going to do, your confidence will skyrocket. I am watching it with every single team member. Their confidence is going up. The quality of their work is going up. The pride that they have is going up, which means the ownership is going up. Everything is increasing by simply holding people accountable to doing what they say they're going to do when they say they're going to do it. And the cool part of what I got to do once we made it through that part and I was given something uh, worth rewarding is I went and bought uh, gaming gift cards for the team, you know, just to go, hey, oh, yeah. like, like, here you go. Like, they're like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, man. Like, dude, y'all worked your asses off. Like, y'all chose to do this. Y'all could have chose, like, I'm not going to do what Jonathan asked me to do, whatever. But everybody leaned in, grabbed a road, started moving forward. So that was cool for me to be able to go, hey, I want to reward you guys for that behavior because I know where that's going to lead us moving forward with everything. So that's the cool part for y'all that adopt this stuff from a leadership position is focus on rewarding the behaviors, utilizing this system. And and this system is allowing us to bring on multiple team members at once into a winning culture 
And I'm actually conditioning the future leaders of this is how you're going to run your teams as you guys are given more opportunity to be in leadership spots, which is just super cool for me because, you know, my whole mission is to multiply other leaders and what we're doing. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful, man. You know what? I realized this too, as you were talking, um, the reason it's working and our viewers are probably going to be like, well, we tried that, but like it didn't work. Um, Cause right. And I think the ingredient here, just listen to what you were saying and, and just thinking back on it myself is that we, we set, the big rocks but we let them pick what they do and when as long as it's within the guidelines of expected deadlines and in doing that i just realized it core value number two we give them ownership of that outcome so it's not right. like do, do this do that do this it's not robotic there's some and so i think the only way to get this to become a culture which is what we're talking about here right it's becoming yep. a culture where the team talks about this and they get each other to do it only way to make that happen I'm seeing is to to give this sense of ownership over the task and the outcome ultimately mm -hmm. so these people can say yeah this is what I've done and I'm proud of it so when we do our stand-up which is looping back to your original question what did you do yesterday and what are you going to do today this is what I did this is what I'm going to do and any obstacles I'll let you guys know you know this is this is what it is so that is a really beautiful thing to see as any leadership position. If people, you know, you're you're out there to help doing this. It's important. Well, yeah, man. It was. It's honestly, dude. It's what I always wanted. You know, I worked for. I felt like I was um, given the opportunity to work for all the wrong companies so I could learn what what to do, what not to do. Yeah. But I, when I was finally given my opportunity to have my own company and and run it the way I wanted to run it is dude i absolutely hate being micromanaged cannot stand it it's like the worst feeling in the world and it's just belittle like that that doesn't build confidence with people that doesn't build belief you know what yeah. i mean and then from a leadership perspective that's not fun you don't want to spend all of your energy like following people around and making sure they're doing things a certain way by a certain time there's just so much better ways to use that energy that's more productive than actually growing the company. And at the end of the day, it's about multiplying other leaders at the end of the day. It's like, do you want a company of followers or do you want a company of leaders? I want a company of leaders because I know that if I can get people with a leadership mentality in the lane that they're in and they serve on the level that they're on, I'm going to make sure I create the opportunities so that they can serve one day on the level they belong by doing the work through that process and giving them that framework of not what to think, but how to think. And it, it's, and it's scary because it takes trust. And there's going to be times where your team uh, proverbial poo poos on the floor and you got to go clean it up. And you're like, can you stop doing that? This is the third time I've had to clean up your duty this week. And I'm getting quite tired of doing it to be frank with you. But that's going to be part of the process that you have to go through. But we're hitting 60 days now. And we started hitting full steam at about 45 days of running this. Now we're absolutely crushing it at 60 days. So I just share this with you. Your first 30 days of doing this are going to be rough. And it's going to be tempting to want to go back to the old patterns and old behaviors. I want to share this because this resonates with a style of leadership that makes sense to you. And you want to have a team that's empowered of, of owners and leaders. If you just lean into it, and here's the thing that you have to do as a leader, it's really simple. All you have to do is lead by example. So 
So when I wanted the team to hit fives, guess what? I was getting fives. I was getting sixes. I was getting sevens. I was getting eights. I even told the team, hey, no day you're going to see me get anything less than a five. Guarantee it. And guess what? There are days where I could have ended on a four or a three. But by God, I go, I got people counting on me. I got to set the tone. I can't expect them to get fives if I'm not getting fives. So all I do is I go in there and I get my fives and I put it out and go, where's everyone at? And lo and behold, everyone else is getting fives, 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 and even six and seven and eight. It's like getting competitive to this point. It's like, well, I did eight. Well, you did six. You know what I mean? But it's like, hey, as long as you're doing five, you're winning at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, right? So it's just been a really cool experience to go, wow, like all these different conversations and experiences that I've had throughout my professional career are starting to link up. And then through coordinating or collaborating with you, Todd, you've got all these different pieces and we're just, we're just putting the puzzle together, man, and and watching something really cool come alive. And, and that's what makes me excited, man, is just watching the success and and the enthusiasm and the buy-in from people as they're going through this. And once again, man, like you can tell when someone is, you know, building that confidence with just how they show up. And just watching them go through that experience of just doing what you say you're going to do consistently, how much that creates an internal shift in you. And it's almost like the Mr. Miyagi of what we're doing with this with people, which I just like transforming lives, you know, so everything I do has an intention behind it. So I just shared that transparently with y'all, because if you're not in the transformation business, then you need to get out of the leadership position. Bingo. Bingo. Love it, man. Well, I say let's land this plane here. Um, what's? Let me ask you this, Jonathan. As our guest, which the reason I'm saying that is because we're going to start having guests come next week, and it's going to be very exciting. Yeah. As our esteemed guest, Mr. Laudermilk, what is one takeaway that you would give to someone who is setting up a remote business, getting people in the Philippines, Arkansas, wherever they want to do business, what would you tell this person as far as how to manage it, build it out 90 days from now? So get your channels, get Slack or something comparable, um, create separate channels within that that software so that you can manage like this, this rock conversation happens here and this happens here. Um, get your cadence with your meetings, you know, once again, you should have your big rock ready going into Monday. Like, so one of the mistakes that we made, and, and by we, I mean me, <laughs> as we went through this, was we were creating big rocks on Monday. So we were talking about those. So we really were spending like four or five hours talking about what we're going to do on a Monday. Monday is not for talking about it. Monday is for being about it. <laughs> Gosh, <we> dang it. <laughs> so that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to start setting these up on Friday. So you have the whole weekend to review so that on Monday it's validating and verifying. So now these meetings are like 15 to 30 minutes long. And we're done with everyone within an hour and a half, two hours versus four or five hours. So then with that way, we can focus on taking action. So have your cadence set up for your one-on-one meetings. I recommend on Mondays. So once again, you can set the course, 
set up your standups, which once again, these are like 10, 15 minutes in the morning. And what you're doing with this, have your system where that you can have these big fives where people are calling out, here's what I'm doing. Here's what's going to get done today. They check in at the end of the day. And then once again, as the leader, you got to inspect what you expect, especially in the beginning, right? And it's really just repetition, 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 right? Now, if you want to get extra fun with it, you know, create incentive, you know, go like, hey, like we're going to do a point system, you know, out of the five that you do. Once again, here's the standard, but, you know, whoever gets the most points and you get one point for each thing that you're doing with this, we'll do a contest where the winner gets a pair of shoes at the end of the month or, you know, something creative like that, where it doesn't have to be all just like hard work and drill because if you make it a not a fun experience like those people aren't going to stick around with it so you got to find that fine balance of hey i'm serious and here's what we're doing but i want to create that we're uh, getting you to run more towards pleasure of like wanting to do it versus the fear of avoiding pain which is a and quote-unquote impactful conversation with the boss he means come to Jesus meeting in case y'all are wondering. <laughs> the conversation is come to Jesus. <laughs> I'm just calling it like it is, man. It's just, it is what it is, man. It, you know, it, it, and you know what? It's what it has to be that ultimately at the end of the day. So, all right, I'll tell you what, guys, um, moving forward from this episode on, you're going to be start seeing some really cool guests, some really fun conversations with yeah. other business owners, the best thing that anybody listening can do is get on Facebook right now, which if you don't have Facebook, you're lying because you do get on Facebook, look for real talk with real business pros as a group on Facebook, join that group. It's free. It is the Mecca and hub of everything we do on this podcast. Uh, our books are available there. We have training available. We have really cool conversations with really freaking cool people in that group. So go join it. Um, Jonathan already mentioned this, but go subscribe to this podcast if you haven't, because from this point on, it's only getting ramped up. It's only getting better. And we're just so excited to take you all on this journey with us. So with that yeah. being said, Jonathan, land the plane for us, sir, and we'll take off. Yeah, don't forget to go out there and get what you're worth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn good episode. <laughs> and that's a wrap for this episode, The Real Talk with Real Business Pros. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of this journey with us. We hope today's episode inspired you to take your career, relationships, and personal life to new heights. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Until next time, keep on getting what you're worth. Yeah, yeah.